Welcome to Streams in Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor and evangelist and prophetic teacher Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in, to ask questions, and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now here's Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana. And Pastor Tom. And we once again would like to thank you for joining us for Streams in the Desert Live, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is The Children of Disobedience. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we come humbly before your throne and we bow down, Lord. We ask that everything that be said and done here today be through the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, you have full reign of these airwaves for this 45 minutes. Lord God, we ask that you would move in a great and mighty way to open the eyes and the ears of the hearer to see where we are in time and that time is about to run out. Lord God, we ask that you would just continue to move in the way that you have prepared and ordained at this great time of the last hour. And we ask it all in the precious and holy name of the Lord and Savior and our Master, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, today we, be we begin Streams broadcast with this scripture found in Leviticus 18.22, penned by the hand of Moses as dictated by the mouth of God. Leviticus 18.22 says, Thou shall not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. Did you hear that, folks? This rendering is right out of the Word of God, from the mouth of God to the ears of man. But is anyone really listening? Today, we're opening with breaking news. Folks, here we are at June 17, 2008, and as of 5.01 p.m. yesterday, June 16th, California became only the second state in the United States of America to sanction same-sex marriages. But folks, there is an even more sinister and dark side to this abominable issue that some of you may not be aware of, which is that even though California is only the second state to legally allow same-sex marriages, folks, it's the first state, and hear me, in the nation that the same-sex marriages performed there, in California that is, will be recognized by the state of New York. And what's more disturbing is, and probably is the most important thing for us all to know as born-again, blood-washed, Bible-believing, spirit-filled Christians, is that in addition to legalizing same-sex marriages, California is the first state where anyone, folks, Anyone from any other state in the U.S. will be able and allowed to go to have a same-sex marriage performed. Then, my friends, the states like Arizona, who do not allow or sanction the performing of same-sex marriages, will then be forced to accept them openly. Some would say, you know, Pastor, this just has no effect on me, my life, my family, or my lifestyle. 
And to that statement, my friends, I would have to say that I beg to differ with you. It most certainly does have a huge impact on your family, your life, and your lifestyle. Why? Picture this. Do you as a Christian, parent, grandparent, sister, brother, aunt, uncle, or devoted friend of the family want to be, say, in the grocery store shopping, at the bank doing business, at the doctor's office waiting for your appointment, or more appallingly sitting in your local church, especially with a child in the presence of two men or two women holding hands, hugging, kissing, or sitting on each other's lap? Now imagine that same scenario in every other public venue that you can think of. Folks, this is what's called in the word of the Lord God as being vexed, V-E-X-E-D, vexed. For it says in Second Peter 2, 4 through 7, Peter speaking that for if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ash, commanded them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly, and delivered just lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them, in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. They're unlawful deeds, folks. They're unlawful to God, and they're unlawful to the laws of man, even here in the United States and around the world. Folks, in Second Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, Peter also goes on to say, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust in the lust of uncleanliness and despise governments. Or in other words, the statutes and commandments of the Lord, presumptuously, in other words, in all arrogance, are they self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Now here, folks, you must understand that in this particular case, the word dignities is in reference to dignity. In other words, one's own personal self-respect. This word dignities, as used by the Lord in this scripture, is also referring to the words glory or glorious, honor, praise, and worship. So what the Lord is saying in the uh, in Second Peter 2.10 is that those who walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanliness are the same who speak evil of those who have self-respect 
and who honor, praise, and worship the one and only glorious, true, and living God through a personal relationship with his one and only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, who happens to be the only way to heaven and the receiving of life everlasting. With that said, now picture this. Do you want to start seeing this behavior openly in your children, grandchildren, and in those who call themselves their friends? Folks, because you will. It has been proven if parents have a habitual practice, it can be passed on to their children. For instance, if a parent cusses, drinks, smokes, uses alcohol and drugs, or are prone to a particular, to participate in a promiscuous, indulgent lifestyle, say in uh, prostitution, most likely you will see the children of said person doing the same at some time in their life, if not for life. Folks, think about it. If it's considered to be normal practice in society, and if, so, and if the so-called parents of a child are homosexual and living that lifestyle daily, and the said children grow up seeing this, and society accepts it as normal, even writing books on it to be used in public schools, as they already do, folks. With such titles as Heather's, Heather Has Two Mommies and Daddy's Wedding, which is a sequel, folks, to Daddy's Roommate, and are just two books in a whole series of books called Allison, A-L-Y-S-O-N, Wonderland. Allison, Wonderland. And are books written concerning and in the promotion of non-traditional families. Folks, hear this. In plain words, these books concerning, as they call it, non-traditional families, are being have and have been written to promote homosexuality within the family setting as being a perfectly normal and acceptable lifestyle within the family unit where children are involved. Think about it. If this is what becomes the law of the land, and folks, make no mistake about it, it already has as of today. As of 5.01 p.m. yesterday, it has become the law of the land. What makes you think that these people, their children, and every life they will touch will not have left upon it a lasting impression of the fact that homosexuality in the eyes of this off-course world is an acceptable lifestyle and practice? Folks, as Paul says in Romans 1, 16 through 32, so say I also. Me too. Amen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. For the invisible thing of him 
from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and in their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and to four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness, through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Amen. And continuing on in verse 26, Paul says, for this, for this cause God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use in that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one towards another, men with men, working that which is unseemingly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, means their mind became without understanding forevermore, folks. To do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate. What have we been doing all these years until this day? Debate, 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 deceit, malignancy, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, Covenant breakers without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that which, that which commit such are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do. You know, Pastor, in Ephesians 4, 19, or 17 through 19, Paul continues by saying this, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye therefore walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to the work, all uncleanliness with greediness. 
Moving right along onto Ephesians 5, 1 through 7, Paul reminds us to be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor gesturing which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger, no unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. And here it is, folks. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Now, folks, this brings us to another important issue, not of becoming partakers with them, and concerns the continued dangers of the preaching of the true, unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God of heaven, earth, and Israel. The, ta- the changes, folks, that are taking place in our American laws at this present time to now allow homosexual marriages to become the norm, we as Christians, and especially preachers of the true word of God, will be challenged in many ways, such as never before. Take, for example, a swath from this article, which is a preview of what is just about to blindside American pastors and preachers soon and very soon, as reported by WorldNet Daily, titled, Government to Pastor, Renounce Your Faith. Now banned from expressing moral opposition to homosexuality, posted June 9th, remember folks, number 9 is the number of destruction, posted June 9th, 2008, a Canadian human, human rights tribunal ordered a Christian pastor to renounce his faith and never again express moral opposition to homosexuality, according to a new report. A decision dated May 30th in the penalty phase of the quasi-judicial proceedings ran by the Alberta Human Rights Tribunal, evangelical pastor Stephen Boyson was banned from expressing his biblical perspective of homosexuality and ordered to pay $5,000 for damages for pain and suffering as well as apologize to the activists who complained of being hurt. Boyson wrote a letter to the editor of his local Red Deer Alberta newspaper in 2002, that was six years ago, folks, denouncing the advance of homosexual activism as wicked and stating children as young as five and six years of age are being subjected to psychologically and physiologically damaging pro-homosexual literature and guidance in the public school system all under the fraudulent guise of equal rights. 
While agreeing that Boyson's letter was not a criminal act, the government tribunal, nevertheless, ordered the Christian pastor to stop expressing his opinion, Vera reported. It was noted by the government tribunal that while the entity who brought this complaint against the pastor wasn't injured, it was said that in this case there is no specific individual who can be compensated as there is no direct victim to as there is no direct victim who has come forward. However, that did not stop the tribunal from ordering the payment of $5,000. And here's where it gets really scary, folks. And as for the future, it was written that Mr. Boyson and the Concerned Christian Coalition Incorporated, listen up, folks, shall cease publishing in newspapers, by email, on the radio, in public speeches, or on the Internet, any further disparaging remarks about gays and homosexuals. Further, they shall not and are prohibited from making disparaging remarks in the future about the person and their witnesses relating to their involvement in this complaint. Furthermore, all disparaging remarks versus homosexuals are directed to be removed from current websites and publications of Mr. Boyson and the Concerned Christian Incorporated. The government tribunal also ordered Pastor Boyson to apologize for the original letter in the Red Deer Advocate and told the two offenders to pay $5,000. The apology letter, Vera said, threatens civil liberties in Canada. According to Ezra Levin, an author, lawyer, and, of course, Jewish man, who himself was targeted by an HRC attack, said the government now believes that if it cannot convince a Christian pastor that he's wrong, it will just order him to condemn himself, Levin wrote on his, bro- on his blog. Other than tribunals in Stalin's Soviet Union, And Mao's China, where is this Orwellian order considered to be justice? This is like a third world jailhouse confession where where accused criminals are forced to sign false statements of guilt, Levin wrote. We don't even order murderers to apologize to their victims' families because we know that a forced apology is meaningless. But not if your point is to degrade Christian pastors. In essence, the Alberta Human Rights Tribunal is ordering this minister to renounce his Christian faith since his opposition to homosexuality is based upon the Judeo-Christian Bible, Veer wrote. Veer raised the question that Canada now considers morality a hate crime. You know, folks, from what we have just shared with you, you can plainly see that we're going to need your prayers and encouragement as never before because we as faithful servants are called to preach the everlasting word of the one and only true and living God whose one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, paid the price for us to do so by going to the cross of Calvary and through the shedding of his precious and holy blood 
So when you say your prayers, please remember this message that you have been listening to here today will be heard around the world in the next week to come. And with that said, it's time to open our phone lines where our question for today is... In the time shortly to come, do you think that you or your pastor will be willing to speak up concerning homosexual behaviors that present themselves openly in your church? Give us a call here at Streams in the Desert Live. We'd love to hear from you, pray with you, and, and just answer your questions that you have. Our number here at KXXT is 602-296-3632. And once again, that number is 602-296-3632. And Pastor, it looks like we have a caller on the line. All righty then. Good afternoon. This is Pastor Dana. Hey, Sister Dana. This is Brother Mark in the Mile High City. <laughs> hey, Amen. Brother Mark. I'm glad you were able to make it today. How's it going? Well, I'm uh, first of all, I'm delighted to hear that Brother Tom is back. I missed him last week because uh, he was off for most of the program. But I uh, just want you to know, Brother, we're glad you're back on the radio. <laughs> Thank you very much, our Brother. Well, uh, again, uh, have you two heard about the uh, recent law that was passed in Colorado called SB 200? No, I haven't. Tell us all about it. Well, I really can't tell you all about it. Just some rudimentary things uh, that I've kind of written down kind of for memory. But... Uh, Basically, when all is said and done, it's going to make the Word of God illegal in the state of Colorado because the Word of God speaks out against homosexual behavior. Mm-hmm, that's right. And here's, here's, this happened, I believe, either on May 31st or June 6th. It happened right at the very closing bell on a Friday afternoon. And Governor Bill Ritter, the governor of the state of Colorado, signed into law SB 200. Okay. Which, which when you boil it all down, there's, there's one section in there called Section 8 that says basically that it is illegal to speak out uh, or hand out written materials that, among other things, uh, addresses cohabitation, homosexuality, bisexuality, transsexual behavior. Wow. Well, I'm going to be looking that up. I just really appreciate uh, you sharing that with us. Well, that's that. In view of what we're talking about today, uh, this has to be included because this is... Absolutely. Now, there's one local Christian leader here in Denver. He says, uh, we're going to fight against this thing. There's other groups that are going to fight against it. And there's even been some discussion about recalling the governor. Amen. Good step. <laughs> um, but again, this, this, this thing, this law takes place effective July 1st. So you'll want to know that even though they don't expect it to be enforced right away, it is the law in the state of Colorado. Okay, so that's July 1st, 2008. Uh, the bill is SB 2008. 200 and uh, if you're going to be looking that up we need to look at section 8 that talks about the fact that it's illegal uh, through this law to talk out uh, talk about or hand out literature coming against homosexuality among other things like cohabitation and a few other things that you named brother so you know what folks this is this is proof that what we're saying is on the way our time is getting very short it's time to get out and tell everybody about Jesus Amen. Thank you, Brother Mark. Amen. And remember to pray for the residents of the state of Colorado because I'm sure that the majority do not even know about this bill. That it was passed, and I'm, I'm sure that most of them would not have approved it 
had it gone through uh, a voting process. You know, this is uh, becoming the law of our land. Uh, whether we vote on it or not, they just throw it out and put in what they do want. That's just exactly what they did in California. If they didn't do it through, uh, through the legislature and the governor, like in Colorado, they did it through, through uh, activist judges in California. You got Amen, it. Yes. You got it. That's yes. absolutely right. Yeah, and we'd like to pray for you before you hang up, brother. Amen. Father God, yes. we just thank you for Brother Mark today. We thank you for the word that he's brought in your name, Lord. And we ask that you would just bless him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, meeting each, every, each and every need that he has, Lord, as he continues upon that straight and narrow path, following you and doing that which you have called him to do. We thank you for him, and we love his fun and fellowship that he uh, has yes, with us Jesus. each day of almost every day of the week. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank Ma you so much, brother and sister. We love you. Keep up the good work. Love you, too. Love you. God bless you. Shalom. Shalom. Bye-bye. Bye. And Pastor Dana, I think we have another caller on the line. Good, good. Okay, good afternoon. This is Pastor Dana. Shalom. 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 Hi, I just want to say thank you for sharing all the scriptures against uh, gay marriage. Thank you. Yeah. And I also wanted to share, too, that not only are they trying to destroy the laws of the land here in the United States, but also in Norway, they reported that uh, they can get legally married and the woman can get artificially inseminated and the government pay for it. Uh, you know, I just heard about that this afternoon. So, yes, and this is just getting a lot more dark as it goes along. And you know what? That just means that it's time for us to look up for our redemption growth nigh. Amen. Like uh, Pastor John Hagee says, we need to look up, pack up, because we're going up. Amen. 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 That's right. That's what we're supposed to be doing as Christians. And you know what, brother? I'd like to pray for you today. Amen. Okay. Father God, we just come before your throne and we thank you for our brother that has become a part of our weekly program we just thank you so much Amen. for him lord yes, and we just ask that you would continue to put the word in his mouth through the indwelling power of your holy spirit to bring each week that which you have prepared and ordained for him to speak for you are doing your for he is doing a service unto you lord and we give you all the praise glory and honor for it in jesus precious and holy name we pray amen amen Amen. Thank you for giving me an opportunity and receiving my phone call every week. Not oh. a problem. As long as you're going on that straight and narrow path, you're quite welcome. You encourage us as much as we encourage you. Amen. You Amen. Go. God, bless. <laughs> God bless you. You know, Pastor, I just want to give our listeners the question for today again. In the time shortly to come, do you think that you or your pastor will be willing to speak up concerning homosexual behaviors that present themselves openly in your church? Give us a call here at Streams in the Desert Live. We'd love to hear how you, as a faithful follower of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, feel about this question. Our number here at KXXT is 602-296-3632. And once again, that number is 602 2963632 And you know something folks I have something here that goes hand in hand with this question for today. And before I read this I'd like Pastor Tom to just repeat that question one more time. All righty. The question is in the time shortly to come do you think that you or your pastor will be willing to speak up concerning homosexual behaviors 
that present themselves openly in your church. Okay, folks. Here is a case, I believe, of too little, too late, as they say. It's too late to close the barn door after the cows ran away. But here it goes. This piece is from the American Family Association, and it's a letter that was sent out uh, on the 16th, which was yesterday, saying, Dear pastors, friends, and uh, Christian leaders, we have labored to make this letter as short as possible. However, the gravity of this moment causes us to need to share several critical items. Please read carefully at least this first page. Now, these are this is coming out for pastors in California, folks. The landscape of California will change dramatically Monday, June 16th at 5.01 p.m. Every Bible-believing pastor and church will be affected. A statewide conference call. Please join with pastors and Christian leaders all across California who are coming together at 43-plus locations for a statewide pastor strategic conference call Wednesday, June 25th at 10 a.m. This statewide conference call will be audio only, although we are attempting to provide each site with PowerPoint visuals to make the conference more informationally friendly. Be assured that the information shared will be extremely beneficial for the future of the cause of Christ in California. Saying it another way, it is worth canceling all other appointments in order to be present at one of these locations. Legal realities. In a few days, the impact for California, uh, impact of for California Supreme Court judges will be felt throughout our state. Since things, uh, since things will feel the same, no lightning, thunder, or earthquakes likely. I wouldn't be so sure about that. The naysayers will say, "See, we told you it isn't the end of the world." However. There is much more subterranean activity than there is on the surface. Your role as a Christian pastor in this state will have changed, and it will have changed significantly. We have from now until November elections to alter this. And here's the response of the gay community, folks, and I want you to listen closely. A joint advisory was sent out by nine organizations, GLAD, which is Gay and Lesbian Advocates and Defenders, uh, Lamba, Lambda Legal, the National Center for Gay, uh, for, excuse me, for uh, Lesbian Rights, Equality Federation, Freedom to Marry, GLAD, Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, the Human Rights Campaign, the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force, and ever-present ACLU cautioning their members not, hear this folks, cautioning the members of these gay and lesbian activist groups not to launch lawsuits now. Not yet, at least. Okay, the language of the document is obviously they are instructing their members to lay low and not stir up trouble now. In essence, they know they can sue, but do it later. They openly admit that suing now will set their case back. In other words, they know that they have the legal advantage on this one. But if they use it and press the issue, this will inform the mushy middle. People indecisive on this issue of exactly 
what has taken place. These pastors are going to come together in California, but as I said, folks, it's time to pray, 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 and look up for your redemption draweth nigh because it's too little, too late. Because yesterday at 5.01 p.m., they were given a legal document in the state of California that will be recognized firstly in New York and other states that have same-sex unions and pretty soon all over the United States. And by November, I got news for you, it is not going to work because it's too little too late. And the Lord is not happy about what's taking place in this country and there will be a payday. So the fact is that we need to remember that what is happening now just what they said, their, uh, their resolve on the matter is now they have a legal right. They have a legal document in their hand. And unfortunately for all the Christians who never did anything till now that were in the high places to do it, it is not going to change a thing now. Unless the hand of God moves, it will not change. Pastor Dana, I think we have a caller on the line. Good afternoon. This is Pastor Dana. Hi, Pastor Dana. This is Mike calling. Hi, how you doing? Oh, good, good. Well, it seems to be that uh, the opposition of Satan's side is really fighting in the courts where the battle is really taking place. Exactly. Okay. And it seems to me that the you know, Christian community in general and the pastors are preaching to the people in an enclosed building. And they're not getting out, putting their faith into the world where the battle is really being fought. And I believe that you're correct about that. Yes. And that's not the kind of pastors we are, but I do know where you're coming from. Right. So find myself going to many different churches, and um, they think they're fighting a battle, but they're not really fighting where the battle's really taking place. They're not in the legislatures. They're not in Congress. They're not doing it where the laws are written. And that's where the satanic army, if you would, is gaining control. You know, sir, I do agree with you to a certain point. But as a Bible-believing, blood-washed, spirit-filled, born-again Christian, we are not called to the legislature of this world. We're called to take through the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, as you said, the word of God to the people, wherever they may be. And it is only and only through the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit that is going to destroy the yoke of bondage in every person's life. So to the point that you said we are not at some points uh, in the church people are not taking their message to the right crowd, you're absolutely correct. And they do need to get out of the four walls and do that, for time is running out. But you know what? If God calls somebody to the legislature, more power to them. So be it, and he does, and he will, and there are certain people set in that realm. But I'll tell you what, either they haven't done their job, or we're following a plan that God has set forth before even the foundation of this world was ever laid. Well, the opposition is creating enough heat that it's going to bring the pastors on a congruent message here instead of all the infighting that goes on. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to join forces because there's 
far many more majority people, if you would, in the Christian community than mm-hmm. there is in the gay community. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you something. I don't mean to cut you short, but let me tell you something. I want to go back to the fine point and the key. And that is, I don't care if every pastor on the face of the planet gets together. If the indwelling power of God's Holy Spirit is not being emanated from each and every one of them that would come together as a group, it will not bring forth a thing. This is the point that people are missing. You know, there are people who have titles of pastor, evangelist, whatever. But the fact is, sometimes, my friend, that is only a title. And they are not operating in the full fullness of God, which is the indwelling power and anointing and fire of his Holy Spirit. And so, therefore, this is the answer to the question that you're presenting. If the pastors that would get together would be filled to overflowing with the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, I got news for you. God would probably have to do something because he would never go back on his own word and never has and never will. So remember this. This is the issue. It's a little too little, a little too late. Because, uh, as I said, there are many people with titles, but they're not walking in the power of God's Holy Spirit. Right, we're not putting that power into the world. Amen. Amen. Bringing that power into the world, if you're not ashamed of the gospel. That's right. Amen. And then you bring it to where the battle is. You're right. You're right. And we fully agree with you on that. And uh, you know what? I'm going to have to say that I really appreciated your call today, and I'd like to pray for you before we hang up. Okay. Okay. Any special needs? The one that we're doing right now. Okay. Father God, right now, we just ask that you, in this gentleman's life, would bring him to the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that only comes from your throne. Lord, open his mouth and his mind in the power of your Holy Spirit to do that which you have prepared and ordained for this gentleman to do for the work that you have prepared at this last hour. Lord, fill him to overflowing with the... uh, an unction of your Holy Spirit to speak out in whatever realm you have called him to. And Lord, I ask that you would meet each and every need that he has from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. I ask that you would build your hedge of protection around him and take care of him. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you. God bless you. Folks, we got to go. That's all I can say. And uh, I just want to say that, it, you know, we're out of time for today. We would like for you to join us next week. We've enjoyed your phone calls. And we just want you to remember that we're in need of your love offerings. You can visit us at streamsaz.org to uh, help us with uh, presenting the word. And I pray that that gentleman that just called will make it a weekly thing. Call us. We enjoyed hearing from you. and, And we enjoy hearing from all of you. And, folks, there again... We'd just like to say, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace until we meet again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. for Streams in the Desert Live here on KXXT, 1010 a.m. God bless you. God bless you. Well, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Please be sure to join us next Tuesday on KXXT 1010 AM 
Family Values Radio at 4 p.m. for Streams in the Desert Live, when we will once again examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Pastor Dan and myself, thank you for listening, for your calls, for your emails, and always for your generous love offerings in support of the radio broadcast. You may also visit us at our website, streamsaz.org, or email us at streamsaz.org with questions and topics to be discussed on future shows. Much love in Jesus to each and every one of you, and may the peace of the Lord Jesus be with you all till we meet again. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?